You're tuned in to Positively Terrible. I'm producer Dan, and each week my buddy Scott and I discuss surviving and thriving after trauma. It's a journey that started when Scott, his wife's fiance, and her boyfriend walked into a bar. This week, Scott and I sit down with Scott's buddy Francis. Settle in, my terrible listeners. Today's episode is going to be Positively Terrible. Hey, Scott. Hey, Dan. How you doing? Man, I'm good. How are you? I am doing very well, thank you. Fantastic. So, this is episode two. How are you feeling? I'm excited. I'm looking back at episode one. It was pretty raw and emotional for me to release my story, finally. I've told it right. to a lot of people live. I've, As I say in the episode, I share early, share often. And I've told that story over and over. And quite frankly, one of the things I'm happiest about is I never have to tell that story again. And I can just point to people and say, hey, I've got a podcast about it. Uh, yeah, that's going to go over real well at the bar. Just pass out your cards. <laughs> well, uh, women love middle-aged man, men who come up to them and say that they've got a podcast. It's uh, pretty rare these days. Oh, well, I'm so glad to hear that. I'll keep that in mind for uh, uh, when my wife inevitably kicks me out of the house for talking on a podcast too much. Well, um, I, I've got an extra room. That's all I'm going to say about that one. But yeah, it was an exciting week last week, Dan. I, uh, first, I, I do, you know, I'll, I'll acknowledge that I felt a ton of love and I've gotten great feedback about it. And that is just episode one, right? Our, our podcast is not a podcast where it's Scott's story. This isn't something that is, you know, there's first, there's not enough material, thank God, uh, from the, the, <laughs> the incident and everything to, to keep a podcast going. But we want this to be something that um, is telling other people's stories as well, is helping people Definitely. who, uh, helping people feel more comfortable with sharing what their traumas are. Um, and today's episode is kind of an incredible one, at least from my memory, it's incredible. Dan, I haven't listened to this since we recorded it about, what, 18 months ago? Uh, yes, I believe it was August of 21. Yeah, it, it's been a while and a lot has happened since then. Um, Francis, the person we interview in this episode, he's my neighbor. It probably comes out in the episode. I'm sure I say that. But he and I barely knew each other at that point. And the name of episode one, want to hear a fucked up story. And actually the tagline of this whole project we have is want to hear a fucked up story. Because when I went to his house, that's the first thing I said to him. And I barely knew him at the time. And he invited me in and I, I told episode one basically. Um, but from, I mean, that was like the night it happened, right? You needed someone to talk to and Francis. Was I, I there. think it was the day after, I think it was the day after or something like that. And Francis and I have grown to be really good friends at this point there's there's been some really cool moments in our friendship too and one of them was when i was with him when he purchased the engagement ring for his now fiance he might have been calling her fiance during that story because they'd agreed to get married but they made it formal and this story won't have it because this happened since we recorded it but i ended up paying for the ring because his credit card uh, had a $5,000 daily, daily <laughs> limit and mine didn't. Uh, he paid me back right away, but I, I've got the receipt for his wedding or her engagement ring hanging on my refrigerator with this beautiful love magnet over it. Maybe I'll take a picture and put that on the Facebook page. 
Yeah, especially if it has your credit card number on it. <laughs> I, I think that the magnet is placed right over that, so you can't see it. Okay, but perfect. since then, Francis and I, uh, well, forget that we've become good friends. I, what I want to say about Francis is he's become extraordinarily important in my life. And I don't know what stage we were in when we recorded it, but it wasn't that long after everything happened. So I didn't know him that well. And right. there are things that he's done for me. Like he, he and I are almost opposites in some ways. He's an extrovert. I am a loud introvert. Uh, he, when he wants to do something, he gets up and does it. Uh, I think about it for years and then maybe uh, 10 years later, I get around to it. I went to Chinatown one night at like midnight because I said to Francis that I'd never been to Chinatown. I'd lived here 20 years. And he said, let's go to Chinatown. And we did. We went and got a Maxwell Street sausage. I'd lived here 20 years. Never done that. Francis, again, in the middle of the night, dude doesn't sleep. Middle of the night, he's like, let's go get that. So he's been really good for me in that way, that he's there, that he gets me to do things that I normally wouldn't. Um, very recently, I went to his bachelor party out in Palm Springs. It was with 20 guys that I didn't know. I mean, there were a few that I knew kind of casually. The type of experience that I'd normally say no to just because I'm, I'm uncomfortable. I, 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 I know that I've become more extroverted since everything happened in my marriage. I, I, I think before I've realized that I was just mainly tired, but I'm still a bit introverted. And we went out to Palm Springs. There was a bunch of people I didn't know, had a great time. And honestly, I, it, it was kind of emotional looking at it because it was like, I've never seen a celebration of one person like this. And it just speaks to how many lives that this guy has touched. And I could sit here and tell story after story. I don't want to make the intro go uh, 45 minutes. This is just the intro. But the man just has something about him that everyone loves and he really makes, I don't even know how to say it. I was going to say makes life better. Um, that, that might not be the right way to say it, but he is a positive influence on the people around him. And don't get me wrong. He's an asshole, uh, but he's an <laughs> asshole like me and like you that, you know, it's probably just the right amount of asshole, but he's a little bit more, but has twice the charm of anyone else I know. And I love the man for it. And I've even told people like after the divorce, they're like, are you going to move? I'm like, I can't. I was like, I, I, I live next to Francis. <laughs> I was like, I, I need Francis. Like, I don't think I've ever told him that, but it's the way I feel, man. It, it, he, he's been a wonderful thing in my life and I hope I've added, added something positive to his. Yeah, I hope you've added something positive to his too, but he's definitely been a good influence on you. Yeah, well, he, do, he doesn't need me to add something positive. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he finds it himself. Man, even if all you added was just a good travel buddy to Chinatown at midnight, that's, that's worth, that's worth <laughs> well, something. Dan, I've given him a story. After I told him about everything that happened, I was just like, tell anyone you want. Tell the story of Scott. And... That is one of his favorite things in this world to do, I think. And I also think that the fact that I gave him permission, I gave him permission because I figured people are going to talk about me, whether I tell them to or not. People are going to have stories, whether or not they know my side of the story. But if they're going to talk about me, I'm just going to tell them everything and then tell them to tell anybody they want. 
and I, he was going to tell everybody no matter what. He thought that this was an insane story <laughs> that knowing France is better now, I know that inside he's like, holy shit, who am I going to tell about this? Like, I can't wait to share this. Um, but when I told him, he's, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell everybody. And there are plenty of times when he or his fiance Jen, have said, oh, have you heard the story about Scott? And when I meet somebody who's a friend of theirs, and most of the time they say yes, and if not, I guess it's my turn to shine. <laughs> nice. Yes. Well, um, man, this was an awesome interview. It stands in my head as really one of the, I think that this was the turning point in when we started making the show of when like, Oh, like this could actually be good. Um, Cause that interview was awesome. Francis was fantastic. And we really, uh, man learned, learned something about life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And it's a, it, it is, I'm, I'm hesitating here because I don't have the right words. It's, it's Francis and the guy means so much to me right now. And I I'm just thrilled that he trusted me and us during that time when he didn't know me or you very, he didn't know you at all at that point. I don't think. And we'd met once and he trusted us with again, a, a pretty heavy story. I said that last week, he called it a heavy story. This one is pretty heavy and, you know, I think that we're going to have to get Francis back on here at some point for an update. Um, Absolutely. But he, he was a wonderful guest, uh, a wonderful friend, all of that stuff. Yeah, well, without further ado, let's get on to Francis. How you doing today, Scott? I'm doing well. I'm, do, I'm doing very well. It's been an inter- interesting week this week. Pretty heavy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is. I've, I've been in lots of uh, strange, not strange, but, but serious, heavy conversations with people this week, starting with my cousin who is in a really bad spot with her family and has been talking about going to therapy for months and very happy to start by saying that I got her to make an appointment. Oh, good. Um, then I've talked to people, like a lot of people are leaning on me right now. And it's a pretty crazy thing to be that people are, to me, feels crazy to me that people are leaning on me right now when I've very recently been the one who's needed everyone else. Um, it's nice that you get to pay it back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm very happy about that. And it just made for a very heavy week. And... I'm glad that we've got our uh, our guest here today, who is very rarely one who uh, is in heavy conversations with me. Um, we've got neighbor Francis here. Neighbor Francis. Hello. Hi, Francis. How are you? Doing all right? Good. So Francis is uh, new to my neighborhood. He moved into to the house next door to me, thus neighbor Francis, uh, just a few months back, and... Uh, it's been an interesting ride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> interesting ride already. Uh, Francis, you want to tell our listeners uh, how we uh, met? 
Well, I met you on the second day I moved in, in the alley. And then you were like, sorry for not introducing myself, <laughs> even though I've only been there for less than 24 hours. Okay. I'm like, you good, bro. Okay. <laughs> so... Anyway, you talked to me for like half an hour. It was a lengthy conversation. Yeah, I was late to, I was late to work. I was late to the work, which is yeah. work is, you know, 15 feet from my bed. Yeah. And then that's when I realized, oh, my God, I've only, I haven't been here 24 hours. I already met both neighbors on each side. <laughs> uh, I lived in Logan Square for 16 years and didn't know, barely knew any of my neighbors. Right, right. <laughs> it's one of those high and, you yeah. know. Bye. Well, it's, it's it's small town up here. Like we're we are in your shit now. Yeah, yeah. Def- definitely a different speed here on the northwest side. It's yeah. cool. I mean, I grew up in the suburbs, so it's kind of a kind of a relaxing feeling for me. You yeah. know. And um, talk to you, and then what? I didn't see you. He said you had some family issues, so I'm like, okay, <laughs> whatever. Hey, good luck with that. And then a couple months later. <laughs> I see you on, what, like around July 4th weekend? Oh, no, it was on July 4th, I think. Well, whatever that Saturday was. And then uh, you were with your wife. Right, right, right. Wonderful oh, yeah. woman. It was, it was the day that we got the kitten, so it was yes. like the week of July 4th, yeah. Yes, because uh, my girlfriend was like, uh, some lady in purple is just staring at us, and apparently my girlfriend has no <laughs> volume control. I'm like, you know, she can hear you. <laughs> you say apparently like you haven't known that. You warned me this of this on day two. Yes. Like, yeah, uh, she's loud. Can I assume <laughs> that the lady in purple was Scott's wife? Oh, yes. All right. Yeah. And uh, so you guys, because the garage is open, mm-hmm. so you guys just walked in, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. whatever. I'm like, this, I'm, I told this, uh, this is Scott. Yeah. And um, so she, you come in, talk to you for a few moments, and then you walked out because you had those new, cat, new cats. New kittens, taco and turtle. Yes. And then, um, what, maybe a month and a half later? I get a knock on the door on a Wednesday. <laughs> I, I, I think it was Tuesday, but go ahead. Tuesday, Wednesday, you come in and say, hey, I got a story for you. And I'm like, uh, okay. She goes, yeah, you know, my wife, uh, she had a mental breakdown. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. And you were like, no, no, it's a good thing. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so I banged on the door and I said, hey, babe, come on out here. <laughs> Our neighbor is going to regale us with a story. Yeah. What, what time of day was this? Oh, like maybe after an hour, like 6, 7 o'clock. Okay, yeah, so night. in the evening. It wasn't, yeah. evening. wasn't 2 in the morning. No, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, I, I just want to correct, uh, interject. My exact words were, want to hear a fucked up story. Yeah, yeah, you did say that. And the other thing that I want to say is... You know, anyone who's listened to this podcast before knows our feelings on mental health. So to say that having a mental breakdown is a good thing is only relevant based on um, the context of this story. Right. And right. Where, you, where you were at the time. Right. Yes. I'm a, I'm a big advocate for mental health, but I needed to hear this one. <laughs> so so uh, my girlfriend decides to, yeah, let's feed him some, uh, you know, chips, salsa and beer. But she was very insistent on giving me a burger. I did not uh-huh. I did not accept a burger this night, but she seems like she likes to feed people. Oh, yes. We have, which is odd, because, yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're telling us a story about how you met, uh, I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure your podcast listeners have already heard this story, yeah, yeah, but yeah. met the fiancé and the boyfriend. We, we call them players two and player three on okay, the podcast. Okay, player two and three? Yeah. Okay, so that makes you player one? Of course. Sure, whatever. Status, man, status. <laughs> it's just because he's got a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I know, if if the boyfriend made it, he'd call himself player one. But you know what? Fuck that guy. Yeah, no, I, I actually don't mean that. He's a pretty cool guy. So, <laughs> so you tell us a story about them, 
And uh, we're just like amazed. We're like, okay, I think we know our neighbors way too well now. Yeah. And, um, yeah sorry. <laughs> that's fine because we live pretty dramatic list lives, drama list lives. Drama list, okay. Dramatic, uh, whatever. I like dramatic list. Dramatic list? Yeah. And uh, we're like, okay, we got to find it from somewhere. <laughs> and, you know, I, and can I just say that for sure. the decade I've lived here, I've been the quiet house on the block? Like, I, I don't know. I, I'll base that on what you just told me right now. <laughs> I mean, we actually left our places. Well, she left her place uh, because her neighbors would complain she talks too loud mm-hmm. on our balcony. Okay. By the, by the way, she lives right off the L. Okay. Like, literally, the building <laughs> is next to the L. So they're not worried yeah. about the trains. Yeah. 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 Their big problem is the lady sitting on the back porch talking? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, it, it, it's the red line. It comes by every <laughs> 10 minutes. Well, they need they need time in between the trains to actually compose themselves. I think. Oh god! Well, her neighborhood sucks. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, let's see. So you told us about what happened with you. We're like, oh god, that sucks. Let's hang or whatever. And then you know, when I say let's hang, I don't mean come back in a week and ring the doorbell at six in the morning <laughs> and say, I'm so confused. Who am I? Where am I? You know, without glasses or shoes for some reason. And, uh, no, no, no keys for my house. I'm like, what's going on? Uh, I asked my girlfriend, I'm like, what's going on? And she's like, oh, there's Scott's at the front. I'm like, why? It's 6 a.m. I'm like, go get the guns. <laughs> this is our second right. or third meeting at this yeah. point. <laughs> I'm like, we're shooting a neighbor. And then, but then you come back at what, 9? 8.39. No, I was thinking it was a 9. I, I, my phone was dead, so yeah, um, whatever true. time you told me it was, it, it was, was the time it was. Oh, we had it on video, on the Ring video camera. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the best was, let's, let's, let's see if we can get our hands on that footage. <laughs> we that's, go, that's going on the website. We Put actually the, tried looking for it, and we can't find it. Oh, thank oh. God. So, But when you said, when you came out and you told me what time it was, I was like, the first words out of my mouth were AM or AM PM. Or PM. <laughs> And then I think the second words out of my mouth were, what day is it? <laughs> yes. You're like, I'm like, I think it was a, no, it was a Thursday because we were getting our COVID tests at 930. Okay. We're like, okay, Scott, hurry it up, man. What do you want? <laughs> and, then, and then you're like, uh, yeah, I don't know where my keys and my glasses are. So I went in your garage. I, I helped you try to look for it. Couldn't find it. But yeah. luckily we were able to call somebody to come and get you. Yeah. So My sister. Oh, yeah. Well. I never got to meet her, but she seems like a nice lady. She is. And um, and I honestly don't know what happened, because we left out of town for a few days, mm-hmm. and then when we got back, we didn't see you. We just um, haven't seen you for a week, but I felt like maybe we should find out how he's doing. <laughs> well, I, I survived it. I'm alive. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm feeling pretty good. I finally found my glasses like two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are those ones you're wearing right now? Yeah. Okay. They look good. Thank you. Uh-huh. I, I mean, you look good, too, because... I can see you now. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize how blind you were until that morning when you said, is that you, Francis? I'm like, who else lives here? Well, I, I mean, I will say that I was rather confused that morning. It's not just that I couldn't see. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I mean... There was a lot more to it, yes. Yeah. And what were you doing the night before anyway? I don't remember. I was a bar. That's why I think I was drugged, because if I'm going to get drugged someplace, it's probably going to be a bar. <laughs> <laughs> or some lady that just wants to take you home? No, no. I mean, I I, I tried to take. I don't every think that's how home. ladies work. Yeah, that's true. That's more of us uh, guys, us assholes. And, and I'm pretty not sh- me personally. Well, right. of course, we are not advocating that any men drug anybody. <laughs> yeah. Right. Thank you. But I think it's it's safe to say that men do most of the drugging before. Yeah. yeah. 
so, dragging people home. Exactly. Well, and frankly, I hit on any girl in there that uh, would talk to me. Yeah. So that's a good way to get yourself in trouble. <laughs> what bar? Um, can't remember. I think it's, it's called. It's on Milwaukee. Pretty never far, heard, pretty far northwest. Of never course. even heard of it. Yeah, I'm not going bad. Yeah, sounds like a good time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what what dragged you into that place in the first place? Uh, uh, my friend's brother. Oh. He um. He's the type of guy that goes to that type of bar on midweek and stays way too late and pisses everyone off. That's right. And he left early because he had uh, some drama in his own life and left without telling me. So I just stayed there and made drama at the bar, too. <laughs> yeah. But I, I made a friend that night. I, I still talked to a woman that I met that night. She's pretty cool. Yeah, you're really good at being personable, considering you told me that you were pretty much a quiet introvert before. Yeah, I thank you. Um I, I, I mean, I say thank you because we talk about that a lot on here, how, how much I've changed in, in recent months. And That's a fact. What I'll say is when, you know, I've never been a risk taker, and, and, and even just talking to somebody you don't know is a risk. I mean, mm-hmm. they might not talk back. Uh, they might slap you. Who the fuck knows? Does it give you, I mean, does it still give you a little anxiety to talk None. to strangers? None. None. The worst happened to me, man. I, what's what's going to scare me now? Nothing scares me now. Yeah. I mean, you can be close with somebody... For what? How many years were you with her? 18. So you think that's the one you can talk to without worrying? Mm-hmm. Then you realize, no, might as well just talk to strangers, right? <laughs> and you know what the truth is? Uh-huh. I can tell you that Scott's open ability to talk to strangers makes me far more anxious than it makes Scott. I don't understand what that means. <laughs> I think. I, I, I just worry that you might come off as creepy. I don't think that you do come oh, off as creepy. Oh, there are times. <laughs> well... Okay, we, I guess we have differences in opinion. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. There, there, there are certainly times when I come off as creepy, and usually it's when I've had one more drink than I should have. And then I have two more drinks than I should have. And then Francis is worried I'm about to fall into Irving Park Road as we're leaving the bar. That's true. I'm like, he goes from like doing just fine to like, oh my God, he's a lightweight. But you, but you pound him. You got to slow roll I know. With that. I, look, I'm, I'm learning lessons that I learned at 19 years old. I'm learning those again. I mean, weren't you like a... I mean, you went to like a four-year college where, like, in a college town where all you guys did was drink. Yes, <laughs> yes, and then I spent eighteen years not doing that. That's true. Trying to re- uh, yeah. reclaim your youth. Yeah. I, 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 oh, it consider it reclaimed. <laughs> <laughs> consider it reclaimed, and it's 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 a dangerous thing when you are acting like a nineteen-year-old with a forty-two-year-old bank account. <laughs> it is dangerous. Yeah, you know what? I never even thought of it like that. Oh, that yeah. sounds. God, I wish I had the same money I did when I was 18, 19 years old. <laughs> you know? It's like, oh, man, do I go for the Bush Light or the Natty Light? What's on sale? Do I have a coupon? Yeah, well, today I say, I'm going to buy shots for every single person in the bar. Well, I, I still have some physical responsibilities. I don't do that. Yeah, you're on your own with that. I've got, I've got no responsibility. If you're going to do that, I better be at the bar as one of the people <laughs> well, you're buying for. Well, what are you doing after this? Go. <laughs> <laughs> Going to go back to being your neighbor and okay. back home. <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. Fine. Uh, well, there's offers offers on the table, so. Okay. But when I was at your house the night that I showed up to tell you the fucked up story. Do you remember it at all? Because you, I mean, she was giving you a lot of booze. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Okay. All right. Which she? <clears throat> My girlfriend. Okay. And actually, I, I do want to. I, I want to talk just really quickly. We're talking about your girlfriend right now. Mm-hmm. I want to bring up your origin story with your girlfriend. 
they just bought this house together. Um, um, Memorial Day weekend, May. And right. May. Um, Francis, uh, how long have you been with your girlfriend? February. <laughs> well, she said January. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, so, so what do we... Uh, I guess it's like eight months now. Yeah. It wasn't eight when they bought the house. No, and no it wasn't. It, when no, we wasn't. started house hunting, it was like March, April. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, well, I've known her for 15 years, I guess. Right. It's, it's different, but I still think it's funny to start, start the story. Uh, yeah, when people way. ask how long you've been together, I'm like, eh, a month. <laughs> <laughs> you own property? Right. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> That's what that, is that their normal transition? Yeah, uh, yeah, probably. Okay. Have you guys had sex yet? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I, no, I, no, we're staying I uh, thought, celibate. I thought maybe you were taking it slow. <laughs> Actually, a buddy of mine, he stayed celibate seven okay. years, and he was already in his 30s. He got divorced within a year. So, I mean, I, okay. <laughs> Nuttiest thing. I'm like, you what? But she was like a born-again, like, you know, evangelical, yeah. and yeah. like, like, he didn't, I mean, he grew up Catholic. He didn't care much about religion in the first place, uh-huh. and, uh. So I guess she made him start reading the Bible, and so we decided to just buy it on DVD, or not DVD, uh, CD. CD. And I'm like, why would you do that? And he goes, look who's reading it. I'm like, it was James Earl Jones. I'm like, I'd buy that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to look that up, see if I can find it on uh, LimeWire. Is LimeWire still up? Uh, No, you got to go to Napster. All right. Okay. All right. Well, um, we're aging ourselves. Yeah, if you find it, send it to me. Um, I I would rather, see, my goal is a Bible by, like, Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, God. I mean... Come yeah. on. I, that sounds awful. <laughs> awful good. Yeah. I don't want to hear Leviticus by the Affleck guy. You know? <laughs> I kind of do. Have you seen any of the... Uh, there's a guy who made... It was probably like 10 years ago. I don't know if he's still at it. But he made stop motion animation um, s- storytelling with Legos huh? um, of all the fucked up stories in the Bible. So it was like the story where uh, Lot's daughters get him drunk and then sleep with them, uh, all done with Legos and stuff like that. We'll have to we'll have to post that on the in the show notes. I, I, I was just gonna say we're gonna. Have to, yeah, I need to see this. I need it's a good. link. <laughs> all right, so, you got to send me the DVD on there, Francis. Um, when we first met, and or not first met, well, I guess it was close to when we first met when I came over at the fucked up story. Um, player number two, the fiance, texted me. Yes, um, and asked me about you. Because I said I wasn't my neighbors, uh-huh. and the the text that he sent said, "Oh, your wife likes to tell the story about how when she met Francis and found out that he has cancer, that she said to him, guess I won't need to get to know you.'" <laughs> now, now here's the messed up part. Yeah. Now I have a dark sense of humor, as uh-huh. you already know. Oh, I do. And I would have laughed if she'd literally told me that to my face. Yeah. One, I never even told her I had cancer. I assume you probably told her. Yep. And uh, two, she never said that. <laughs> she said I would have. I would have laughed. She said it to everyone else. I would have been. You know, I would have been like, "That's witty. You know, <laughs> that's that's daring. I mean, I'm the I'm the one with the cancer." <laughs> but I would have been like, "That's awesome." But the fact that she did not tell me kind of like does a total one eighty on yeah. my feelings for her. Yeah. You know. I mean, and everything she did to me, but. Yeah, yeah, she's she, no, 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 no. Forget you. This is about me now. Let's not make it all about you, Scott. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, 
You know that two those two seconds I saw her in my backyard and right. realized, wow, uh, she's she's a delight. <laughs> wearing purple and shooting wearing, daggers at you with her eyes. Yeah. Not, not only was she wearing, it was like a purple sweater. It's July Fourth. It's hot outside. Yeah, and I was literally blowing up my inflatable pool. <laughs> <laughs> and she had two cats with her. Now, if if I didn't know Scott and she was by herself, I would have been like. Who's the creepy broad in my backyard? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, now that you know Scott and her, she's the creepy yeah, broad in the backyard. Yeah, she is the creepy broad in the backyard. I, I, I mean, frankly, she's a lot creepier than I knew at that point. <laughs> yeah, she's a delight. Right. So, have you have you heard from her? I have not much. Like, she must be. She must have found her next prey, because yeah, but she got stuff still left in the house, right? <sighs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, and she'll come over for like four hours and somehow only pack one back box to move. Uh, you should just give her an ultimatum. Like, hey, look, I'm about to toss this. You know, give it to Anvets or... You yeah, know. you know, the, the, the only thing I'm going to say, and I've, I've mentioned it to producer Dan more than once, is that I don't want to escalate things. I, she scares me. Well, you got a couple neighbors that are... I mean, even... Uh, Clearly this, armed. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. So, but I think the whole neighborhood is armed. If, if she poisons, if she poisons me, you can't shoot her. To you know, I, I mean, you can. Yeah, yeah you can. You can, but that's not going to stop me from already. Have been I'm not poisoned. advocating shooting anyone. I'm not advocating poisoning anyone. So I was in my freezer last night and noticed that my meatloaf is in the freezer. The meatloaf was the last thing she cooked for me, and Aww. I didn't feel great after I ate it. So I texted a friend. And I said, if I die, tell the police to check the meatloaf in the freezer. <laughs> and I was not kidding. I really want to run into her again. I'm but surprised you ate the meatloaf. Were you, that <laughs> Were you that hungry? She makes a good meatloaf. All right. All, All right. right. That's fair. She, the, 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 the recipe is on my fridge. She, she, she wrote up the recipe and made me a meatloaf. And I was just like, I'll, I'll take a risk, man. I told I'm a risk taker now. Didn't I say that already? The yes. Wor- the worst already happened to me. You so, eat blowfish too. I mean, the worst <laughs> hasn't happened to you if you get poisoned by eating meatloaf. Uh, it was. I mean, it was still good. I is just, death I didn't even the worst it. though? No. Oh God, no. Death yeah. is not the worst. I don't think so. Because uh-huh. once you're no, dead, you're dead. Death by poisoning is not a comfortable like 36 hours. No. Depends on the kind of poison, right? I mean, shoot me off a cliff. That's fine. Yeah. But I think it's going to be pretty, yeah. pretty uncomfortable. Well, the thing is that I, the, the reason I don't want to die by poison is because I've, I've got higher hopes for my death. I, if people can't laugh about the way I die, then I've wasted my death. I agree with that. Fuck All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Like, I want to go out with a bang. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and by bang, I mean I just want to die in my sleep. I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna laugh so hard. I better be hopped up on morphine or whatever they got me on a drip. Right. Because I have a feeling that uh, this cancer, when it finally takes me, yeah, it's not gonna be the fun. You know, like death. You know, you always hear about like you know when a celebrity dies of mm-hmm. this stuff. Like when Norm and Alex Trebek, they're mm-hmm. like you know they were working until like the day before. Right. And I'm like, these guys are in pain. Mm-hmm. You know, they must be hopped up on a ton of hydrocodone. Right. <laughs> so. Well, you haven't worked in how long? Six months. Okay. Yeah. But you haven't quit. Well, no, technically, either. they they still I'm still on the staff. Do you, so are you still like insured and stuff through your, your yeah, employer? Yeah, they pay for my. I don't get a paycheck, but I still have benefits. And you you haven't you just haven't shown up? No, well their HR department is in shambles. Okay, so I don't think they remember who I am, <laughs> and uh, they're a, they're a very growing they're a fast growing company. Mm-hmm. So I'm lost in the woods somewhere. Okay, 
And I can tell you that, um, that I don't think they'll fire me because of my illness. Right. You know? And I'm like, just do it. Can you talk to somebody? What? Can you talk to them? Can you just say, look, yo, like, I know you're going to feel bad or you're afraid I'm going to sue your asses or yeah. something, but just fucking do it. Just fire me, please. Yeah, but I, I want to see how far this goes. Okay, so so it's for the story. It's it's for the, there's entertainment. Value Everything's here. for the story, and, and I am with you. I, yeah. there, I will take stories way too far yeah. just to see if I can. And I always talk to a different HR rep because uh-huh. you know, they call me. I don't call them. I don't go out of my way to reach out. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, Do you ever uh, like talk to them in Tagalog and see what happens? No, no, because okay. they might actually have some. Well, they might actually have someone that speaks that. So. Yeah. Okay. But and once they know you're you're Filipino, they're gonna be like, "Oh, let's get rid of this guy." Yeah, well, everybody thinks I'm Mexican at work. So yeah. <laughs> even my doctor, who was Filipino, thought I was Hispanic. Is and, he speaking to you in Spanish? He or she? Uh, he. Okay. It was my um, uh, what do you call those people that uh, you know shove the camera up your butt? Um, the colon- uh, the colonoscopy. No, gastroenterologist. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And um, he didn't know. That I was Filipino. I have a very Filipino last name. You know, it's like a native last name, not okay. like the Spanish one. Right. And he did not know. I mean, I looked at my chart and it said Hispanic. <laughs> that's, and, uh, that's hilarious because, I mean, as, as we know, yeah. that there's a lot of Hispanic names True. in the Philippines. True. But you have the fucking Filipino name. Yes. Uh, okay. And was this, maybe, he, maybe he'll go f- as far as he can just for a joke. Probably, but it wasn't until my mom came for like the third appointment, uh-huh. like when she just, you know, because uh, I have to have a ride home and she decided to come with me and he's like, oh, you're Filipino. And I'm like, yeah, the whole time I was. I mean, like, what, because Mexicans don't bring their moms? <laughs> Maybe not, I don't know. But, um, but no, I mean, because my, well, actually it's funny because my mom was Chinese because she's from that part of the island where it's closer to the South China Sea. Right. And that guy... He had a Chinese last name. I didn't even know he was Filipino. <laughs> and um, but there's a lot of Chinese in the Philippines. So okay, gotcha. So they got they they were talking together to each other in Tagalog, and I'm like, oh well, I'll just stay here, just put that thing down my put the thing up my butt. <laughs> oh, that by the way, I don't know if you guys have ever been under conscious sedation, like for I don't know, a wisdom tooth or whatever. Mm-hmm. Propofol. Is the greatest drug to get sleep. <laughs> now you know why Michael Jackson took it all those years. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know what I had for my colonoscopy yeah. a number of years ago, but I know that it wore off in the middle, and I woke up. Yeah, and and you got excited. It was very uncomfortable, <laughs> <laughs> and then they put me right back to sleep. Oh, yeah. that's Good. that's all I remember. Good. <laughs> the discomfort. Uh, yeah. Was the discomfort um, physical or emotional? Oh, uh, well, physical. Okay. I, I okay. felt filled up, and I just don't think I was prepared. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I I was prepared. I don't know why. Because mm-hmm. I've I've had uh, what do you call um, prostate exams in mm-hmm. the past. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Like I get it more normally than than everybody else. Even before I was diagnosed, you know, that was what three and a half years ago. But right. since I was eighteen, just I don't know if that because I'm a diabetic also. Mm-hmm. But I don't think having a doctor's two fingers up your pooper <laughs> is a normally a diabetic thing. So whatever. <laughs> I trust the science. I trust the doctors. Okay, I, I, I'm not even going to ask the questions I have. Go ahead, ask them. Well, I, I, I really want to take this, um, in the direction of of, of your cancer. Sure. And, uh, can you tell us what type of cancer you have? And I have how- 
Stage four colon cancer. Okay. And, and, and how was it diagnosed? So I ended up in the hospital because uh, I was having stomach pains. And usually it was after eating Chinese food for some reason. Okay. So for like a, a year or two, every time I would eat Chinese food, I would have like really what I would thought was what people referred to as heartburn. Okay. Because I've never had heartburn before. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming that's what it was. So one day it just didn't go away. Uh, one morning. Because it was always the night after. I mean the morning after I have my dinner. Mm-hmm. And so I, I drove myself to urgent care. Don't even know how I got there. Okay. I was so out of it. Um, and then they did an x-ray right away. And then they're like, yeah, we're calling the ambulance. <laughs> so they took me to a hospital. Mm-hmm. And they said, there's something going on down there. We don't know what it is. So I did an overnight at the hospital. So they did, wanted me to stay like three or four days. Did okay. it just hurt like in your gut? Yeah. Okay. Like it was insanely painful. But it was gone by then. I mean, because, you know, that, that's, you know, it tends to go away. And then, um, so the doctor wanted to keep me. I'm like, no, no, I'll, I'll go see you, the the gastroenterologist or however you pronounce that. <laughs> so I said, you know, he didn't believe me because, you know, most guys, you know, like, ah, I'm fine, you know, duct tape it and we're good. No, no, I'm the guy who goes to a doctor. Okay. Right. And it's funny because, like, that was January of 2018. Okay. And how old were you? Uh, 42. No, just turning, about to turn 42. Okay. And, but I go to my primary twice, twice a year. Mm-hmm. And she even said back in November of 2017, uh, there's something up with your blood levels, like red markers or something, red blood cells. Okay. I don't know. I just trust them. And I was actually supposed to go see her a week before I ended up in the hospital. Okay. So, I mean, a week after. So, I think she would have caught it then, but um, I went to go get the colonoscopy and the endoscopy, and they're like, yeah, you have, uh, you have a growth. And then, so I thought nothing serious. I'm like, okay, people get colon cancer all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I had the surgery to have half of it removed. Okay. And so so did they know what stage it was at this point, or is the surgery when they start figuring that out? No, they did not. It wasn't until I had, like, my PET scans and CT scans that okay. they said, oh, you have another lymph node underneath your collarbone, so that's just showing that it's spread. Sure. So I guess that makes you stage four. Okay. You know, when it metastasizes or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The, you know, I don't know the lingo. So um, they... Uh, and it also helps that my mother was an oncology nurse for 30 years. Oh, wow. So when it came to doctor's appointments, I just dragged her with me. Like, go mm-hmm. ahead, talk, you know, talk your jargon. And I don't want to be one of those, I'm scared, you know, no. You know, like, I remember, like, she's, so the doctor is telling my mom in all of the doctor jargon and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember when my doctor said, blah, 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 something very technical. And my mom squeezed my hand really hard. And then the first thing I, I I already knew, like, this is not good. I mean, it wasn't good anyway, but this has even gotten worse. And I'm like, and the first thing I said to my doctor was, how long do I got? Which I think took her back, you know, because, like, what 40-year-old says that, you know? Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, you got two to three years, you know, maybe five at best and mm-hmm. one at worst. I'm like, okay. Like, I lived a pretty full life at the time. So I'm like, okay, whatever. But my mom is obviously the one who's more upset. And I'm thinking... Well, geez, I'm going to blow all the money. <laughs> I didn't have fun. <laughs> so, have you blown it all yet? Oh, I did like a, two years ago. It's all gone. Oh, okay. yeah. I, I mean, you sold the condo now. Cause I'm no, just, no, I haven't yet. Oh, you're, you're very close. Yeah. And if you need help, I'm just offering, you can, I, I got ways that we can blow your money. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Real decent of you, Scott. I, look, I am nothing but if not a friend. Yeah. 
Uh, I already know because I, I now live in a money pit of a house. <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like the most fun way for you to blow your money. Yeah. Yeah. No, another that, water heater. Yeah. Oh, God. oh shit! There's no power in my garage. The air conditioning's how, out. How long has there been no power in your garage? About three weeks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You got a neighbor, man. You want to borrow an extension cord? <laughs> That's how you get oh. power back in your garage. <laughs> we are we, we connected are, the whole house. We we're already impressed by extension cords today. <laughs> by the way, have you guys heard of a thing called a suicide cord? No. No. Okay. Is, is this related to your your, your no, cancer planning? No, no. <laughs> I'm just saying I've heard of suicide packs. <laughs> so apparently, people do this with generators. Okay. So what's when you take like the male end of a cord uh-huh. and splice it with another male end of a cord, you know, so that you have basically two ends that are exposed. Okay. And then you connect it to a generator directly into your and house. Plug or in your house? All right. But I had no idea it had a name. I mean, obviously, okay. it's very un. Not not to code. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it definitely sounds, not to code. Yeah. It sounds like maybe it was named after the dangers that, that yes. it presents. Okay. So, uh, but I just heard about it yesterday from my buddy who's fixed up my garage right now. And he goes, yeah, I got one in my house, uh, you know, my generator to my house. I'm like, oh, boy. Uh, I'm not right. coming over. There's, there's safer <laughs> ways to do that. Yeah. I believe it's called a transfer switch. A transfer. Okay. Okay. And right. I think the big part of what a transfer switch does is turn off the power to the grid before you and, – and then, like, plugs it into your generator. Yeah. yeah. So you can't, like – have the grid power turned back on while your generator is plugged in and oh okay i think i think that's the biggest danger i don't know what happens but clearly it's eminent death from the name of the court (laughs) producer dan's a pretty handy guy yeah on the podcast network i think we're gonna have a this old house style podcast (laughs) i can tell from the tools here yeah yeah i I have a bunch of tools that i can make a total fucking mess with and and francis if you want to have a uh, movie uh review podcast we can do that yeah, we got big I'm plans. Only, big I'm plans only, for our network. I'm only a little bit kidding, though. Francis, Francis, and, and my friend from the coffee shop are pretty big movie buffs, and they continue to recommend things to me. And there's a lot of overlap in what they recommend. Well, I think me and her have very similar tastes. For sure, you're like, both Asian, so. Well, I, I, I mean, all I, you I Asians guess. are the same. Yeah, we we love it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we, I'm not sure what you love, but. Recommending movies to me, I guess. I don't know what kind of Asian she is, but uh, I am Filipino. She so. is Laotian. Is it Laotian? Laotian? She says Laotian. So I guess she's close to my peeps, I guess. I, I don't know. Was she born that, or raised here? Uh, I mean, yes. Oh, yeah. She's same. from Chicago. Like, when she's, I go to the Philippines... She's half Mexican, half Laotian. Oh, okay. When I go to the Philippines, let's uh-huh. just say, I am so disconnected that I'm like, well, I'm an American when I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> You know? Yeah. Like, everybody has servants there. Even poor people have servants. Oh, wow. It's weird. So my mom once said, you know, we had a really, I had a really tough in college growing up. You know, I uh, I went to school in the city because she's from a small town. Okay. Right? So when she went to school in the city, she would, you know, talk about, like, how hard it was. So she goes, yeah, I had to live with my two brothers in an apartment and also the maid. And I'm like, so, and she keeps going as if I did not hear the maid part. <laughs> and I'm like, did you just say you have a maid in college? She goes, yeah. I'm like, that's that's not roughing it, you know. <laughs> you got, you know. She goes, well, she had to do the laundry and um, and laundry, you know, like laundromats in the 1960s or whatever. They, well, one, they don't exist then. Everything okay. was hand washed. Okay. And uh, even to this day, because labor is still cheap in that country. Right. And uh, but not only does she, this lady, do the laundry, she cook, clean. I'm like, yeah. Life sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> I mean, it r- really is. She, she, it was a struggle. Oh, 
God forbid. It sounds like a struggle. But uh, I guess, every, you know, people have different struggles, you know, and yeah. that's why I would never discount someone else's struggles versus yeah. mine. You know, people are like, oh, you have cancer. I guess everything's beneath that. I'm like, no. If someone's having a mental health yeah. issue, to me, that's to them as serious as this is to me, apparently, well, and, and if one, not more. And one of the things that producer Dan and I like to say mm-hmm. on the podcast is you can't compare traumas. Exactly. Trauma's trauma. And yeah. sometimes, you know, I look back at this pandemic and mm-hmm. it's been a pretty bad pandemic for me. Um yeah, probably the worst one I've ever had, and it's definitely been my worst yeah, pandemic. Yeah, yeah it's mine. Uh, other than like the Spanish influenza, yeah, you know, uh, hundred years ago. Yeah, but I felt a lot of guilt for a while about how isolated and depressed and sad I was. When I look at all the things, I've got a job. The worst part that happened to me for my job is, oh, suddenly my office is a hundred feet from my bed. Oh no. <sighs> You know, I still manage to be late quite often, <laughs> and I shower a lot less than I used to. Man, that is a fact. I I would like to see what the water usage has dropped to <laughs> since this pandemic has started in this town. Never even thought about that. And you know, of course, I've got a I, I've got a corporate job. I've done well mm-hmm. in my career. My four hundred one k has gone up. My property values have gone through the roof. And it's like, what do I have to be sad about? But you're sad. Oh, well, at the time. I was. And, but that shouldn't, I mean, you shouldn't, I mean, like, you always hear about, like, oh, that's like a, you know, like, first world problem or white people problems or whatever. But everybody has their problems, no matter how unserious it may look to someone else. And, and don't get me wrong. There yeah. are some things that are very first world problems. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think. Well, there was, it came up this week, like, people complaining about uh, the, not, some, uh, someone I know moved to a small town and there's no, like, delivery in that town. So, that one, yeah, that's a first yeah. world problem. <laughs> like, like in our neighborhood, we don't get Copuff. Did you know that? We don't get what? Copuff. Do you even know what Copuff is? I don't is? even know what Copuff is. Oh, Copuff is like you can order like uh, like chips, ice cream. It's basically like 7-Eleven that will deliver. Okay. Yes. Okay. I think they get their products from 7-Eleven. So is it, is it like mm-hmm. a, a weekly delivery like They've you do got... with Overweiss? Or oh, is no. it like a... I text or I like like DoorDash. Yeah, yeah, it's like DoorDash. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but they have their own delivery drivers, and they they actually have like their own warehouse. Um, it was right next door to uh, to to the last brewery I was at. Which so, one was that? Uh, Dovetail. Okay, where's that? Where's that one? At? Uh, in North Center. North Center. Yeah, so okay. like GoPop would be there working, like okay. And the delivery drivers would come in and out all the time. Yeah, I lived in Logan, so they were there within like 10, 20 minutes. Yeah, oh, wow. and um, it was great. I think I mean I did a little research on this company, uh-huh. and apparently they're called GoPuff because they used to like deliver like cigarettes and hookah like in New York <laughs> or somewhere. You know, I was wondering where the name <laughs> came from. Important. That makes sense. Yeah, so I was thinking Coco- Cocoa Puffs or something. But it was funny because when we were in um, we were in Denver uh-huh. a couple weeks ago, and because uh, my girlfriend was doing the triathlon out there, and mm-hmm. uh, you know the, the air what, were what five thousand feet in the air. Sure, and a mile. I had no idea that that would affect me that much. Same with her, especially if she's running a you know triathlon. Right. And all I kept thinking is, I should quit smoking. So I went on <laughs> GoPuff. I'm like, oh, they delivered to the place we we're staying. Okay. Yeah, and I ordered like <laughs> jewel pots for vaping. You know? I was <laughs> like, yes, they'll deliver. Right. But okay. I guess they still sell. I mean, they still deliver that stuff. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. I'm. I'm. I'm glad. I'm happy for you. But yeah, so but for just me, not to our neighborhood. Yeah, so that's a first world problem yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, so that's a problem. Right? Yeah, it's a problem. I'm upset about it. 
<laughs> you know, and and, and and you're you're not a guy who upsets easily. You you seem like well maybe you are. You, occasionally you want to fight people, but you seem like a pretty happy guy. <laughs> I'm relatively yeah. Okay, I I think that's another thing when it comes to like you know people who are you know like people who get sad about things. Uh-huh. I think um, uh, so like like even having cancer doesn't like didn't really change my mindset that much. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it's. Like for you know again you know trauma is different for everybody, right. but it affects people differently and mm-hmm. for better or for worse. But for me, it was like okay, it's just something else I got to deal with. I think it's because my dad died early. Okay. He was fifty three, fifty four years old. Okay. So and how old were you? Twenty four. Okay. He died wow. three days before my birthday. Oh wow! Did, so were, did I got a lot know? of presents that, that day. <laughs> so did did you know he was dying? No, no, he died in a he had his fourth heart attack. Oh wow! Yeah, he croaked in a parking lot. It was a J.C. Penny outlet parking lot in the suburbs. <laughs> I'm like, you couldn't be at a much fancier store, right. you know? Right. I mean, but it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, because just you know, I'm yeah. a little, I'm a little vain like that. No, I'm kidding. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the poor guy just you know he had like he had his first heart attack at 38 years old. Okay. So I oh. always figured I'd die from that. Mm-hmm. I have everything but that. <laughs> so, but you're 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 smoking plenty, so you'll get there. Oh yeah, I think I got. I found out this morning I might have emphysema. <laughs> but honestly, stage four cancer, like it really doesn't matter, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, screw it. <laughs> so, like, well, I did quit. Like uh, when I first got diagnosed, I was um, I was on my way to for my first chemo treatment, okay. and I haven't even been staged yet. Okay. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to quit smoking. So I'm like literally driving, driving. I'm in the parking lot at the hospital, and I'm literally still sucking down a Newport. Yeah. And then I just toss it out the window, you know. And I'm like, oh, that's my last one. And then I quit. I literally cold turkey for two years. Well, not uh, cold turkey. I, I started vaping. Okay, okay. You know, still better. It's a nice I, replacement. I, I think. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Science. It's something. It's not here yet. And uh, so I flicked it out the window, and then I didn't have a cigarette for two years until COVID. Oh wow. Yeah, I'm like. Well, I'm just sitting at home. I got to work from home now. Right. Uh, Boo hoo. But um, light up a Newport. I've been. I, I mean, it was some. It, it was like riding a bike. But the <laughs> weird thing was going to the, to a store and asking for a pack when you haven't done it in a couple like a, about two and a half years. Uh-huh. It was just like, yeah, can I get a pack of? And I had to think about what I'm ordering. Something I okay. used to do every day. And. Uh, and I'm like, how much are they now? <laughs> it's only been two years. Did, did you ask the cashier to, to be gentle with you, to walk yes. you through the process? Yeah. Exactly. Hey, can you walk me through buying a pack of cigarettes? Hey, I, 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 I need some love here, <laughs> Mr. or Ms. Uh, cigarette seller. Exactly. So, but yeah, so I basically got, I, I mean, I fell right back into it right away. Okay. And I, you know, I, and I understood the struggles people have with quitting smoking. Right. You know, but I don't know. You know what it was? I think being on chemotherapy was... Was such you know I mean that's it's poison right. going in your system. Well, it's, so it's trying like, to kill the cancer before it kills you. Yeah, basically. And so like uh, so when it came to quitting the first time, it was easy. Right. Like I just like yeah, I'm never gonna buy cigarettes ever again. Right. So, but uh, quitting's tough, man. Um, Do you smoke? Uh, no, not anymore. But I did yeah. for from like 15 to like 25, 26, something like yeah. that, and then I probably relapsed twice since then. But I don't think I've smoked for at least. Probably five years now. Yeah. But I'll probably well, it was struggle part of again. <laughs> People knew me as always having a cigarette in my mouth. Right. Not mm-hmm. that much. I wasn't like, right. I mean, you know, I wasn't changed. Was it just so. for looks? Of course it was for looks. Though. No, I mean, <laughs> I, I still mean, remember When you're 15, how old were you when you started? Actually, I didn't start until I was 17 because... Oh, not, you were a late start. <laughs> well, I was a, I used to 
uh, dip. Oh, yeah. I would I would double horseshoe skull and whatever <laughs> Kodiak, and then I'm like, oh, my mouth feels like crap after a few years of that in high school. Because in high school you could do that like and spit into those glass Gatorade bottles. I don't know if you guys are old uh, enough to remember well, when yeah, Gatorade came in glass. Now. We're just a couple years. <laughs> in but there's only there's a fine line, you know. Like because right. no, I, I know I think they got rid of the glass by the time you know. Yeah. By the time I was in the seventh grade, but I mean there was like in study hall, that that glass Gatorade bottle must have been there for who knows how many years because it was just filled. <laughs> Wait, got, everybody shared the same glass oh, Gatorade God. bottle. I think so. Like whoever had that desk that day. Oh, that's, <laughs> Jesus. In those days, you didn't care. Yeah, no. I care right now, though. <laughs> <laughs> but it got to the point where I wouldn't even um, wouldn't even spit. I just swallowed. Oh, I was so used to it. So why'd you start? Uh, so a buddy of mine. So I went to a Catholic school. Well, do you say why? Are we talking dip or smoking or both? Sure. Okay. Well, uh, dip? Yeah. Because uh, sure. everybody else did it. <laughs> well, everybody else on uh, the football team. Oh, okay, yeah. football. I thought it was a baseball thing, but no, it was football. Because it was different though, because in baseball you could do it while you're playing, and True. football you got a mouthpiece. Oh my in. god, if you were trying to do that during football, especially <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> <Ugh>. in <laughs> August <laughs> during double sessions. Oh my god. Um, and I remember the first time I dipped, it was laced with LSD. I did not know, and so all I know That's is that's a thing. The, yeah, and I was tripping and uh, getting my nicotine buzz. In the middle of a library, you know. So, so for for the the listeners, I literally had my hands over my mouth like this. <laughs> this is fucked up. Okay, so you didn't know, and you were and, and how fifteen? Uh, yeah, I didn't even have my driver's license yet. And, and, and you're thinking that the next time you dip is going to be as good as this time? Yeah, basically. And, and actually, did, did, was it enjoyable? Was it scary? Was no, it... it was not. My first trip. Okay. Uh, I was in the bathroom uh-huh. at the library. And I thought that the walls were caving in on me. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. And the toilet was trying to eat my butt, whatever. I, I don't know. <laughs> in a good way or bad? Yeah. And I didn't even, and then after that, I didn't even do LSD. Like, I, I'm not a, you know, I don't trip or whatever, sure. but I think uh, I did it once when I was in college. Okay. Yeah, I've never. Yeah. Eh, it's not, it's a waste of time. And, um, shrooms? I don't, I've never done shrooms. You like any hallucinogen? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know people who like to do that a stuff. A lot of people have told me I'd really like it. Really? I, but I've never. I've never done it because I think that I will love it. Yeah. And yeah. I, I'm just not good at moderation. Oh, and a buddy if I of mine, he microdoses. shit all the time. Yeah. A buddy of mine, he's been like, he's, he's sober for 13 years off everything. Okay. Like, he quit drinking. He quit every other drug. Uh-huh. And then, um, and then he started micro. I mean, he has to go on the dark web. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he started microdosing um, LSD. Okay. And he says it's way more therapeutic for him. Now I don't know what that means. Well, I, I, <laughs> I, I mean, I've heard I've heard great things, and I've read yeah. about studies, and and we don't need to get into our our microdosing podcast today. <laughs> but I have read that with therapy, like microdosing, can have effects that last for years. Right for mm-hmm. LSD um, or you know, I can't, I can't remember if it was LSD or I know ketamine's a thing. Yeah, um, but there's a lot of like illicit drugs or several illicit drugs that supposedly have like some amazing mental health benefits. Yeah, I heard that about ketamine. So my yeah. my primary doctor, their office is a very big proponent of it. Oh really? Yeah. So um because they talk about it all the time. Right. Uh they uh so I mean when I think ketamine, I think horse tranquilizer. Right. You know I mean? <laughs> special K, is that what yeah, it goes special by on the, K, on the street? You mix it with the, with blow and you got 
CK, you know. I mean, that's what they call it, Calvin Klein. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm, I, I don't. I don't know all the lingo, but oh. you can you can teach me later. Francis has been teaching me a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> namely, it's nice to have uh, a good neighbor. Well, the, the most he's been teaching me is how to do stuff. Like, <laughs> hey Scott, Chinatown exists. Let's go. I don't understand how you've lived here for 18 years and never been to Chinatown. Well, hey, like, I, do, I'm you wa- not, do you hate the Chinese um, that much? I mean, everybody does, right? <laughs> Even they hate themselves. I, I, look, I do not hate the Chinese. I, know, I, don't I appreciate Chinatown tremendously. Yeah, I am all just peace and love, And I would like love, to go man. to China one day. Peace, yes. peace and love, peace and love. Um, I also think Kung Fu Panda is a really good movie. <laughs> I've never seen it. So, so I, I do want to get to some of our adventures, but I, I want to kind of rewind a little bit, too. Sure. And ask you, like, what was it like telling people... Uh, that you had been diagnosed with with colon cancer. Ah, uh, that's a hard one to answer because I didn't. What do you mean? I only really told my close friends. Okay. And I have this one buddy, um, who basically told was basically my messenger. You know, like when I when I had to go to the hospital for my surgery. Mm-hmm. At the time, we didn't know how serious it was. Right. So I remember, like, uh, I told my one cousin, who mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, just let you know. Like, I was a week before I had my first surgery. Okay. And, my, and so you still don't know the stage? Yeah, I don't know the stage, okay. but I know I have it. Right. And my mom was actually diagnosed a couple years prior. So mm-hmm. I remember telling my cousin, hey, look, you know, my mom, you know, not only is my mom sick because she wasn't at this party, I am too. So I have to get surgery, but I don't want you to tell anyone until that day. Because okay. I'm not a guy who takes sympathy well. Okay. You know, I'm like, okay, whatever. I well, just, I have no sympathy for you, so thank don't, you. don't worry about it. But <laughs> I don't want to be like, oh, he, like when I when I end up croaking from this, I'm like, I don't want people to be like, oh, he was a survivor and all this stuff. I'm like, no, I went to the doctor and it didn't work out. And that's all. <laughs> I mean, it's. <laughs> I, I had a friend that yeah. died of of um, I think it was colon cancer also. Yeah. And he had it for over a decade. And this motherfucker was the most positive man I've ever known. I love him. Yeah. You know, I it, it, his name was Mark. I don't know if you knew him, producer dad. I think he did. I met him once or twice. And man, what I tell people about it is I'm lucky to have known this motherfucker. Yeah. I don't feel bad about it. I'm so lucky that I got to know him. And anyone who didn't know this guy, I feel sorry for them. Right. This motherfucker was positive and didn't complain. And I think that his outlook, and much like yours might be the reason that he way outlasted what he his his prognosis and when he finally died what he told his wife was a uh, quote from the 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 hated Vince Lombardi oh no winning is winning no he he said he said I didn't lose I just ran out of time oh yeah Lombardi did die at early age of cancer well I don't know what the quote was referencing um (laughs) Other than the fact that that my this man and you know I, I'm thankful that I knew that he had cancer for the almost the entire I mean he had it for almost the entirety that I knew him but I I didn't know for probably a year and mm-hmm. I'm thankful that I knew early though in our friendship because he's probably the only man in my life that I've told I loved and Aww. we'd get drunk a lot <laughs> he Scott. was older but we'd get drunk and I'd I'd always you know you've told me you love me not no, uh, no not, I have a voicemail. It's a fact. Oh, fuck off. I have a text that you said you missed me, and I'm well, like, that was because hey, I was I horny. I got a text from the weird neighbor. That was because I was horny. <laughs> but, but You even said a gif of miss you. I know. I was trying to be funny. I, I was trying to be I'm funny. And I am. I mean, Dan, what, three words to describe me? Uh, funny motherfucker. Yes, we okay. go over this a lot. Fair enough. Okay. Um, so, so when you said you had people 
that would tell do your speaking for you was that kind of arranged like you did you say hey could you tell people or did they say to you hey do you do you want me to tell you people how did how did that work uh let's just say um when you know, around the time of the diagnosis, mm-hmm. uh, it, it depends on who it is. Mm-hmm. There are some people that probably still don't know. You know, like I, you know, I, you know, I do have a Facebook account, and okay. I don't go around talking about it. I, actually, I never brought it up okay. on online. It's just not. I, I don't want this. To de- I don't want this to define who I am. Right. You know, and um, I don't want to be one of those. Oh, he battled this, and I'm like, oh, I ain't right. in no war, and. Uh, <laughs> It's it's just life comes at you and, yeah. and you got to everybody has their own issues to deal with. This is just mine. That's the only difference. Right. And yeah, mine's a little more aggravating and it gets more media. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, you know, with we we well, we have our own month, Cancer Awareness Month or whatever. All right. I don't know is when it, do they? I don't know. I'm Asian, I mean, I'm so aware. we get one week I think. <laughs> I'm Asian aware is it is, is there is there any colon cancer awareness? I don't know. Is there a ribbon for colon cancer? Oh, like, there's got to be a ribbon. A, yeah. a badge or I remember my the, the the guy who did my colon surgery. Uh-huh. Um he actually had a pin oh. of a colon with a smiley, with with googly eyes on. <laughs> this, this, I'm like, like this uh, is just messed up. You were clearly making this up. No. I forgot what is this. a pin? What is... Like, no, it was like you know, like you know, you know, like you know, politicians have flag pins. No, he had a pin of a colon, like the, <laughs> the weird eyes. upside down U shape with googly eyes on it. Like, did that make you feel better or worse going in? I don't know. It's like we go to a dentist and they got like a picture of a tooth, you know, like in the lobby. Yeah, I don't but know. you can see a tooth being kind of cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the colon, the, like colon. the googly eye colon. colon. You, so did you just ask him like, so you like you really like colons? Yeah. Huh? Well, no. They, this guy was a hustler. That's all I remember. <laughs> like, um, uh, so like you know, he's a young doctor, right? Okay. Surgeon. And, you know, like, doctors have medical, I mean, they got bills to pay. You know, they got their mm-hmm. malpractice. They got their student loans. Right. And this guy, well, I mean, like, I remember uh, he's, the hospital that he worked at, like, or, you know, to do normal surgeries, was, like, booked for months, right? For, okay. Like, like uh, he makes most of his money from bariatric treatment, you know, the the lap band people for the, mm-hmm. you know, the, for the obese or whatever. Okay. So that's where he gets his money. Cause I remember going to his office and then there was, there was a lot of big people in there. Okay. And, um, I'd have fit in nicely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get his number. <laughs> so he, yeah, you guys are nowhere near the size of these guys. <laughs> that's right. So, um, they, uh, so we were, um, so he's like, okay, do this buddy. I'm like, okay, you're going to go to mercy hospital. Okay. And you're just going to go through the emergency room. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, just so you don't feel bad. So I'm like, okay, all right. And then he, I literally got my surgery like at 11 o'clock at night, in the middle of the night. And and I'm thinking, is this how messed up the medical system is in the United States? Did, did he ask for like bags of money to pay for it? He'd no, probably no. get some on-call money, man. Do you know how much it costs me to get a plumber here on the yeah. weekend? <laughs> same shit, dude. He probably does, because I went through the emergency same, room. Same shit. Pump, plumber, <laughs> col- colon cancer and plumber. It's, it's same all poop shit. coming yeah, out right, of a tube, okay, man. I got, you. I got you lots in common. <laughs> but I thought, I mean, at that time, I always knew that, I mean, well, my mom was a nurse, but she was a, right. she, she worked at the VA. So it's free anyway, right? I right. mean, for the veterans. Not free. Nothing's free. But um, it's... So, I, you know, I mean, she never talked about billing or whatever. And, and I sell insurance for a living. So right. I kind of know that end of it. Mm-hmm. But on the provider end, I had no idea. They can just, you know, we're going to market as this, you know, like go to the emergency room. And then who goes to the emergency room already packed their bags? And then, you know, <laughs> when, when you have colon surgery, you have to, like, take the soup prep and not have anything in your bowels. Right. Yeah, I was already prepared for that. 
<laughs> like, like, and, they, and it doesn't people, sound like an emergency. Yeah, and I mean, people, it's, it's serious, but yeah, I'd just be like, oh, I got my tummy hurts. They're like, oh, come right. on in. And they already, they, the doctor was there waiting. Well, all I know <laughs> is, I if I had been the one to like stub my toe and go to the emergency room that yeah. night, and a fucker like you had taken my spot. <laughs> I wouldn't be very happy. Oh, no, you're abusing the system. As a man. former paramedic, I've got no patience for people that stub their toe and go into the emergency <laughs> room. I've I've driven many of you sons of bitches. I've I've I've, I've man, it's, I've I've had some owies, man, and sometimes you just need some attention from a doctor. I do remember the paramedic that took me from urgent care to the hospital. Uh-huh. You know when I thought I, you know, when I was like my stomach was hurting. Okay. And the paramedic, uh, it was a Chicago one, uh-huh. and he's like. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, what's the first thing you ask when you have, like, stuff in your belly? You know, like, they assume that you're stuffed and, like, are you a heroin user, you know, or whatever. Because, you know, that stuff causes um, okay. uh, constipation. constipation. Uh-huh. Blocks you like, right up. Yeah, I'm like, no. They're like, yeah, because you're full of shit. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he goes, yeah, you are literally full of shit. That's what they thought it was. By the way, it was a softball-sized tumor. Yeah. So okay. they're like, how have you been even moving your bowels this whole time? I'm like, you know, I'm showing up my muscles. I'm like, yeah, because I'm good. <laughs> and, uh, of course, they were all like rabbit turds, you know, for like a year. But I had no idea what was going on down there. Okay. I have a high pain threshold, apparently, which is not a good thing. Oh, I was, gonna, so, I was about to high-five you. No, no. Because if I had a higher pain threshold, I mean, if if, if I could feel pain more, uh-huh. I would have probably known about this a lot right. sooner. You know, it's kind of like cats. Yeah. Yeah, they hide all the pain. It sucks. Then they die. Oh. Uh, I mean, it's very similar. I did not know that about cats. Well, we'll talk later. That's on the cat podcast. Okay. We've got lots of podcasts. This is a podcast network. I want to let me know when you do a movie review one. I'm serious. Okay. If, I, yes. I am absolutely serious, though. We we are the goal here is a network. And a lot of the things are going to be related to what we're doing. But mm-hmm. if you want to do more, this motherfucker is a pretty good producer. I would, okay. I would love it, and I would. Love I'm it. all for it. I want you to guys be real assholes about it too. Oh, we we I are want real you, assholes about everything. I want you guys to be like, yeah, Francis, come on in, and we're doing movie reviews, and then okay. we come in, and the only movies we're reviewing are peop- like movies about people who die from cancer. <laughs> Like the fault in our stars, you okay. know. Uh, and I'd be like, "Come on, guys!" What? Okay. Is- All right. I mean, it, it sounds. I mean, comedic. Um, yeah. It's like watching you know, United I- ninety three on an, while you're on an airplane. I think. You know? I think just it could be just as uncomfortable if all you do is make Scott watch movies that you think are good. <laughs> <laughs> Scott hey, fucking hates movies. No, 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 no. That's not true. I've been enjoying my time watching movies. Just don't put a fucking Star Wars. You've, you've movie watched in front like of me. three. Hey, hey, producer Dan, show him your three Wiseman tattoo. Uh, I know that's great for for yeah, radio. For to, podcast. to all of our terrible listeners, let me show you my I, fucking I, tattoo. I, I will describe this. Okay, Dan's putting out his arm. It's called the Three Wise Men. It's true. I see Optimus Prime. Is that a camel? Yep. So there's a okay, camel Optimus, on there. Okay. Um, the second Wise Men. I can't see Yoda? what you're pointing at. Is that's, Yoda. That's Yoda riding a camel and uh, riding a camel. I can't tell Third you one. that. Is. A little tough to see, is but it, that's Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi. Okay. So for people who want to listen to a movie podcast, um, this guy takes some of his uh, inspiration from... Maybe maybe we'll just watch uh, all movies inspired by the Three Wise Men. Yes. 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 So okay. Star Wars, uh, all the Transformers movies, mm-hmm. and the original 1986 Transformers movie. Yes. Yep. With Judd Nelson playing, uh, who was he, uh, Jazz? Or? Okay. Judd Nelson played Jazz in that? Yeah, and is that the guy from oh, Breakfast Club? Yeah, I mean Orson Welles was in Orson Welles. Leonard Nimoy was in the 1986 what? Transformers no cartoon. Shit. Hey, can we watch this at your house? It's been house? a long time since let's, I've seen that. Let's, yeah, let's bring your TV outside. Sure, and we oh, can, Bumblebee. We can do it right here in this terrible oh, studio. Yeah, I forgot about we that. Stream it live. Yeah. 
By the way, this is a cartoon that was meant for kids. Mm-hmm. The movie, uh-huh. Bumblebee says the word shit. Well, back, <laughs> back in that time, I think the threshold for swearing for kids' movies was... I mean, Gremlins... Oh, yeah, you could do a lot in a PG Grem- movie yeah. in the 80s. Gremlins was for children, and part of the plot is that the dad died in the fucking chimney. <laughs> so, it's one of my favorite Christmas movies, but that's a little gory. Are we raising your kids to be a little, you know, scared of everything? Like, so um, <laughs> that's my, the problem. My kids never seen Gremlins. Yeah, no, yeah. I saw that once. It it came out in what eighty four, eighty five. I, I so would have been I nine. Eighty five, eighty six. But I would have been nine somewhere. years old. Okay, scared yeah. the crap. I saw it in the theater, and I was younger. Apparently, my girlfriend works at you know for Chicago Public Schools, right? Apparently, and they were showing the um yeah. Apparently, <laughs> they uh they showed I uh, I think it was like like during the strike, right? Okay, so they were just showing movies to the kids, right? Apparently, kids had to leave during Little Mermaid. What? Because they were scared Jesus of Christ. Ursula. Well, and she had to apologize to the parents, and the parents were like, eh, "You know, these so, kids nowadays." So what you're saying is that if the TVs had been wheeled into their classrooms for them to watch the Challenger launch, oh. um, these kids would be fucked. We were talking about this not that long ago, right? We were, yeah, yesterday at, at, at the coffee shop. Because the guy we were uh, having coffee with, uh, what, he's what, 30, 31? 31. Yeah, I talk like, about the Challenger a lot. <laughs> Surprising amount. Oh, well, because that was, for our generation, uh-huh. it was a Challenger. For the generation before us, it was watching Lee Harvey Oswald get oh, shot, yeah. Yeah. you know, on live TV. Yeah. And that was us. We're like, oh, my gosh. Right. Did that really, did, and when it did blow up, you know how you see, like, the smoke kind of go mm-hmm. this way and mm-hmm. that? Did you know what was going on? No. Yeah, I didn't either. No. Yeah. I was seven. I wasn't even seven. I was nine, like Mm -hmm. about to turn ten. I was going to turn seven that year. I remember... Seeing it, we were at. I, I think we watched it live at school. Like yeah. We were watching well, the most people did because there was a teacher on. There was a teacher on it, and that's why, like, it was such a big deal, right? Krista mm-hmm. McAuliffe so, from New yeah. Hampshire. Rest so, in peace. It blows up, um, and I remember coming home. You know, I you were nine. I was probably six. Okay, yeah, six, seven tops, and it blows up. I remember coming home and like telling my mom like it looked cool. <laughs> Sorry and, to laugh. <laughs> I'm I mean, sorry. <laughs> it did look cool. Like, when you don't think about, you know, the eight people that blew up in that thing, too. Seven. Thank you. That's what NASA stands for. What? Need another seven astronauts. That was the, <laughs> all the all the Challenger jokes. I, like, I, I, I don't know that I've ever learned a Challenger joke. <laughs> yeah, well, th- that's my first. Well, us nine-year-olds, we were way ahead of you six-year-olds. <laughs> so... Yeah, that's the only reason why I remember how many people were on that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I, I, I do want to get back to you, Francis. Okay, cancer. Yeah, can- Diabetes. <laughs> that thing. Possibly emphysema from the, um, uh, from I heard on my CT scan this morning. And you're short, too. I mean... Well, I'm Filipino. What's your excuse? I mean, I'm part Mexican. I'm 5'6 and taller than this motherfucker. Just for you <laughs> listeners, you need to know this. This is the first guest I've been taller than. Really? Well, we've only had one other guest. <laughs> <laughs> And he was way taller than both. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny because I've always, you know, like, people always wonder, like, you know, like, how does it feel down there? And I'm like, <laughs> the same? I don't know. I mean, like. I've actually never had anyone say that. You're, you know, my buddy, uh, you know, works at the bar, you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah, he's 6'5". Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, you know, like, I don't think of it when I'm hanging out with him when right. we're together. Right. You know? And, but. Then I realized. But then he kiss you. And yes. It's, you got to get on your toes, and he really bends. Oh, over. my face goes straight into his, you know, yeah. in, into his like shoulder. I mean, that's. I mean, yeah. he's way taller than me. Okay. But the fact that he um, is that tall, mm-hmm. and I, you know, 
I actually dated a girl that was 5'11". Okay. Back in the day, and oh uh, it didn't bother me whatsoever. No, it doesn't bother me. I mean, I'm, I'm probably let's. Oh, you yeah. don't, do you have anything to cheers? Yeah, sure. Well done. And uh, oh, I, I don't know. I, I don't have any issues with well, height. You do have a sordid uh, history of women with different problems, but height is not one of it. Sounds like no, no, that was yeah. not one of them. You've 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 had some interesting ex girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but we won't go into that. This isn't that. This isn't this isn't the time for it. So you, you've been diagnosed um, almost four years now. You're, you're not telling everyone. Uh, you've got people who might share that information. Um, I'm not like God. Please don't tell anybody. I'm not one of those. Please don't tell anybody. Right. I just don't want to. You know, I just don't want to talk about it. Sometimes right. I do, sometimes I don't. I don't well, mind talking. If you ask me about it, I'm, I'm an open book. But I'm not going to go out of my way to, like, tell you. Well, yeah, I, you know? I, I met you recently, and yeah. I had no idea. It's not like you led with that. It's not like that was part of your normal yeah. conversation. Like, you're Hi, just, I'm Francis. I have cancer, right. you know? So, no, you were Scott's neighbor. We had yeah. a nice time sitting next to each other. I think I gave yeah. you some fireworks, and we you know, yeah. I fucking went home. So, in my garage. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, yeah I, I, I did take those and put them in his garage. I don't, I don't need them in my garage. I can't wait but, for my garage to go on fire. But you did tell me the first time we met that you I had got, cancer. You got brought up. I forget why. Because you had been to the hospital that day or the day before. You well, had that, a bracelet on still. It was the heart oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And... I guess I do want to ask, you said you, you don't feel like it has changed you or defines you. I'm not sure if I'm putting words in your mouth, but I think that's the way I, I heard you say it. Well, I don't want it to define me, but I, I know things define you, like, to other people uh-huh. that you kind of don't want. I mean, right. you know, like, oh, he's a short little guy, you know, who who has cancer. You know, I'm like, fine, I don't mind being short or having cancer, but I just don't want it to be like, like, like just that—that's all who I am. Well, and and, you know? and and I'm not trying to like steal part of this conversation and 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 make it about me, but I feel that way very much right now. Is mm-hmm. one of the things I think feel, and the reason I'm telling my story to everyone who will fucking listen and putting it out into the—is it airwaves? The, putting it into the tubes. <laughs> yeah. The tubes is smash the like button. Is, <laughs> like subscribe, whatever. Like share, subscribe. Um, is because people are going to talk. Yeah. I, I can't control this. I've told everybody about you. I know. I know. And, <laughs> and, and I want you to. I do. Yeah. I, I want for a lot of reasons. And, and some of those reasons are that I've had a surprising amount of people who counter with similar stories. Yeah. And it's fucking crazy. I would have thought that I'm the only one. I would have thought that the Lifetime story... That is already out there, and me are the only two times this shit yeah, has happened. You are not that special, Scott. <laughs> I, I'm not. And think- but I got a question for you then. Yes. Now, because this is kind of your entry into being more loquacious with the outside population, I guess. Wait, 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 wait. Loquacious? I, 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 have, I have a vocabulary that's pretty good, but look, so, I didn't know that one. Oh, well, you're, you talk about your, your story, yeah. which is great. But do you want it to be, I mean, do you want that to be. Who you're known as? No. See, that's what I'm trying to say. Right. I don't mind telling my story. I just don't want it to be the only story. Right. You know, I'm like get to know me. You know. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's an icebreaker for me. Yeah. That, that's a good thing. It is an icebreaker. It's really just the only way that Scott can figure out to say that he's single to people <laughs> <laughs> without coming right out and hey saying, ladies, that. "Hey, ladies, uh, hey, ladies, check this out." Yeah. What do, you, what do you think about a guy whose wife abused him for 15 years? <laughs> I'm single, single I'm now. wounded, and I have a little bit of money in the bank. You described that in the wrong order, okay? <laughs> when you say, how does it feel to be abused by your wife, you know, like, you know, telling other people about uh-huh. that. But imagine if that was like, 
if a woman's saying, I've been abused by my husband for 15 years, yeah. it's more, we laugh yeah. about it on our end. Yeah. That's like, I mean, I don't know if it's a double standard. No, it's which, a double standard. Yeah. It's really fucked up. Yeah. And it's a fucked up conclusion that I had to come to. Mm-hmm. Do you know how hard it is to, to realize it and then to say it to someone? Yeah. I've been abused. I mean, let, let, let that hang in the air for a second. Yeah. Because you don't think about it. No. I mean, like, as men, we're... Ton- I mean, not that I'm advocating, you know, domestic violence, but we're, we tend to be the abusers. Please please don't advocate yeah. uh, uh, domestic violence. But, so... Yeah. And, well, I also think that, like, when a woman says that I've been abused, like, you're, the image is, like, you know, getting physically abused and pushed around. Right. And, um, you know, there's all kinds of abuse. Mm-hmm. And yeah. psychological is certainly one of them. Um, but... That's like the, the the image that comes to mind. And hey, Dan, can I ask you a question? Yeah, you've known me for a pretty long time. I, 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 for a long time, as you just said, I, I haven't had tons of friends or talked to a lot of people or been very open. But Dan and I met probably two thousand nine or ten or eight or something around that time. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, Dan was pretty drunk the night I met him. Um, <laughs> that, that Scott maybe met me on. One of my very absolute drunkest nights. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Francis got to know me very early on in some of my absolute <laughs> yeah. drunkest nights. He was so drunk, uh, he didn't know who I was. Or what day it was, or what time it was, <laughs> or if it was a.m. or p.m. <laughs> and <laughs> um, I'm just going to ask this question, and, and I know there's not... I know the right answer to this question that, that, that you can never tell, but am I the image of what you would think of? As an abused husband, you are not the image of what I would think of as an abused husband. No. And as someone who just met you recently, mm-hmm. I, I well, one, I what does an abused husband look like? And it's real. I mean, that's the real answer. Is that yeah. they, no- they, 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 it takes all all kinds and all forms, and mm-hmm. there right. is no answer. It can happen yeah. to fucking anybody. And. And it's hard. It's hard to come to that realization, and it's hard to tell people, but I feel like I have to. Yeah, I get that. And, you know, I want to tell my story. I want people to know, and I don't want it to define me. Mm-hmm. What I want to define me is just how fucking good I'm doing. That's that's great. How you're, how, how good you're doing with that situation and everything else. Yeah, and you I know? have friends who I don't see in person, and... Our relationships are more via text, and I think those people don't believe that I'm doing as good as I say I am. But when you see me in person, you know I have bad times, and I'm, I don't—you mm-hmm. don't see them. I might—I might talk about them, especially on the terrible podcast. I, not to interrupt. Sorry, mm-hmm. I actually asked my girlfriend. Okay, do you think Scott's okay? And she said. I mean, you know her. You talk to her just as much as you talk to me. Yep. And she said, I think he's okay, and he might be lost. Because we don't know, like, mm-hmm. where your head is at. Because, you know, we can't. We don't live in your brain. You seem okay on the out, you know, like on the outside. But, I mean, we don't know if you're lost. But then again, I'm, I've talked to you long enough to know, like, I think he's got a direction yeah. he's going. Um, which, for better or for worse, we don't know if it's positive or negative. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> but does it matter, you know? I've got more direction than I had when I was married. Yeah, which is that's sad. I mean, because when you when you're married, you cut, your direction is to you know have your relationship grow and grow together. Right. And 
I mean, I guess the best thing that ever happened to you was just find out that this this woman has two other dudes in her to, life. To, I mean, I knew That's, things weren't great, but to, know, find, to find out that it was so fucked up yeah. just allowed me to rip the Band-Aid off. There's no doubt on my end. Yeah. There's no, like, what could or should I have done. Right. And I appreciate that assessment, Francis. Thank you. I mm-hmm. I agree with it. I'm, I am learning a lot right now. And, and I told Dan that I didn't know what I was willing to talk about in front of you, mm-hmm. my neighbor. But I, I will say, so I, I had a fun week. I had a weird week. I had a heavy week. I have a lot of people who have relied on me and leaned on me for some really serious stuff. Also met a girl that asked me out by saying, you want to go get high at a dog park? <laughs> So guess what I did that night? Got high in a dog park? <laughs> I got high in a dog park. <laughs> you can borrow my dog if you ever want to go. Yeah, I, I mean, I he misses the dog I park. I didn't have, need my own dog. Next time, <laughs> next time I'm going to take a, uh, the, my lantern uh, uh, fucking speaker, and I'm going to be blasting tunes in the dog park while we're there getting high. And she told me that, you know, she put up boundaries. She's like, you know, I'm looking for a relationship, and... Uh, she's like, are you open to that? I'm like, I'm open to things. I don't know that that's what I'm looking for. Things could develop. I'm I'm willing to to find out. But right now, I think that I'm really kind of exploring myself, figuring out me mm-hmm. and figuring out my direction, as you kind of said. Yeah. And so we go out, and we have a really nice time. And... She is still boundary-setting, and sends me home which I was okay with and well I mean I think everybody's got to put up walls you know I mean mm-hmm. some people aren't just an open book you yeah. know and, if, and even if they are you, you take it slow I mean how many times right. have you met this woman that, that was the first time oh then that's a fair well and you know without a doubt and so yeah. we met again uh, she's like take it slow and I'm like okay so let's 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 wait at least a week she's like how about Thursday so like <laughs> And she sends me texts. Wait until Thursday just for the second date? Yeah, uh, for the second date. Okay. So 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 Thursday's in the past at this point. We had the second date. Yeah. And like she sends me texts beforehand that make beforehand that make me realize that uh, the boundaries are a little flexible right now. <laughs> and we meet up at a bar mm-hmm. and like pretty immediately the conversation turns to uh <coughs> whether or not she's going home with me. I mean she took it that way. Okay. And I mean, I'm I'm pretty open with her, and just say, look, what what age range is she in? Um, Give me like a five year range, mid thirties. Okay. God, dating in adulthood sounds so much easier. Yeah. Oh my god, and dating when I can get text messages that are dirty is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and and I'm also old enough that I'm not going to send like. Really, really bad text messages that I'm. I fucking thank God that I've got them now, but didn't have them at 18 years old. Right, right. <laughs> I don't know. I think this. I think. Do you think the dating world would is would have been easier for us if all the technology was there, kind of like it is now? I like have, when we were in that age. Uh, I have no idea. I, I, like high I, school. I, it feels like it's easier and harder. Yeah, I guess there's pros and cons. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like, like access, you can get dumped by a text. 
<laughs> you know, I mean, it used to be that you had to be face to face or on the phone at or least. on the phone or just never hear from him again. Yeah, but oh, yeah, ghosting has always been around. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so, so, or, so or a note from a friend yes. passed in the hallway, folded <laughs> 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 up into a triangle. So, he don't like you no more. Oh man, I remember the day I got dumped in high school. <laughs> but mm. I, you know, the conversation turned to sex pretty early in this date, and. She said that pretty sure I'm going home with you. Oh. And said the girl in your backyard I saw one night. Did she have her shirt on? <laughs> uh, I, sh- sh- I don't know. I there's realize, been, Scott, you're aggressive with women. Uh, there's with been your more dates. than a woman. But, but there's, yeah. You're not a shy guy with the women, I no, think. I'm no, not, I'm not. I'm um, not. And probably I stalk you. I I have nothing going on in my life except for treatment. You know, I'm yeah. like I want to find out what the neighbor's doing. <laughs> so so it turns the talk turns to her coming home yeah. very quickly. And I said, I mean, you know, I told her I was like, I'm in a weird spot. Okay, I don't know what I want. You told me that you are interested in 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 finding a relationship, and I was like, and you said take it slow, and this doesn't feel slow. But I also don't know where sex fits into taking it slow. Yeah. Because the taking it slow to me is very much an emotional side. I was about to say. Yeah. I mean, I think we're at that age where sex is. I mean, I'm not saying it's. It's not like it was when you were a kid, right? You know? Right. It's it's not a sacred thing anymore. Yeah. But like, it's an enjoyable thing and almost like a, a, a uh, like a human right. Right. Yes. Not. Not. The, not, not. Not that you can go take it because it's your human yeah. right, but. Right. Everybody needs it, and everybody I mean, can agree a, on it. it. It's a biological need. Yes. And Thank you. You can't Thank always you. just treat it as something that's, like, super special. And that can be super But it's not special. the end game like it was when you were 16. Oh, totally. You know? right. Totally. Right. <laughs> so, so I told her that yeah. if, if, if – I said, if this is escalating this relationship and if this is not your definition of taking it slow, then I'm going to have to say no. Oh. And I was honest. I Look, mm-hmm. I, I don't I, – I feel – I'm in a weird spot. I haven't dated in a long time, and I very much feel like I have a responsibility. I can't just say, hey, this is all on you to control your feelings and manage everything. You know, it, it's something that I've got to be an active partner in. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, okay, nah, we can do this. <laughs> Good. So we were at the bar for maybe an hour and then went back to my house, and you probably did see her in my backyard. Um, there's There's been a couple lately. Um that's that isn't a brag. That that is me just saying. Yeah, it I, may yeah. be her, or it might have been a different. Don't brag. One. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come over later. <laughs> but so we went back, and it, this is the part that I didn't know if I was going to talk about, in, especially again in front of my neighbor. Um, it's this is hard for me. I've got a lot of baggage right now that I don't. I, I hide. Mm-hmm. And you saying that you're asking Jen if I'm okay, I'm I'm like eighty percent okay. Yeah, I, I well, you, no one's ever a hundred percent, right? But, but especially that, after what you've been through lately, yeah. Like no one expects you to be that twenty percent is hard, man. Oh yeah, but yeah, o- yeah. okay is okay. Okay is not great. Okay is not perfect. Right. Okay is like he's moving in the right direction. All right, I'm seventy percent great. <laughs> Sometimes I feel though that. Hundred percent okay is actually worse than fifty percent. Hundred percent okay is a fucking lie. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like oh, I'm a hundred percent chipper and dandy. You know, it's like ah, there's some underlying issue. Everybody has it. Yeah. You know? Like, what's the dark side to Ned Flanders? Yeah. Exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's there. Yeah. 
And like, you guys watch Ted Lasso at all? I was just thinking that exact you know? same thing. Okay. Yes. Well, well, you told me to spend the five bucks a month on Apple TV or whatever, yeah. Yeah. and I have not yet, so I'll, I'll get there. Well, they're, they're, you know, Ted Lasso, played by Jason Sudeikis, okay. is the typical, like, always chipper, always witty, has a joke. But he's got underlying issues, you know, and but and you don't they see don't it. shy away from that in the show, though. Yeah, that's, that's what good. makes that show great. It's good, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, so we went back to my house, and you know, I was extremely honest and kind of vulnerable with her, and and just said that I, I do need somebody to kind of understand where I'm at, and that this is this is this is. I don't know. I don't want to call it a milestone, but I can't just go jump into bed like maybe I would have 20 years ago. Yeah. I need somebody to understand that this is something that's kind of big. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was... I, 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 the only word I can come up with is compassionate. Like, it's kind of humbling to have a conversation and not just jump into bed with someone. And... She was very understanding and willing to take things slow. Uh, and then taught me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and holy shit, like, I, I feel like um, some of the things w- w- I told her, I was like, oh, wow. And I feel like she's like, oh, dear, this is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and it w- awakened some things that I don't kn- didn't know were, were waiting to be awakened. But it was just kind of an amazing connection. And again, I don't know what this is going to turn in with someone turn into with someone um, but I was just thankful that this is the woman who was coming home with me in that type of situation and you know it might have been different if I had just brought her home from a bar and then it might have been easier just to kind of hop into bed and never see her again because that's happened too mm-hmm. and that hasn't been so momentous for me I mean it has been but in different ways sure um, but there were Feelings that I wasn't ready for and didn't expect. And to have someone handle me so delicately and then pretty roughly, <laughs> uh, it, 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 it really kind of, uh, it was an experience that I, I it would have been hard with someone else. Good. Sounds it's like good. you found it. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like you found the right gal at the right time. Yeah. 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 Who you will probably never see again. No, I'm oh, she right. wants she wants to cook for me this weekend. <laughs> oh, there I don't you know go. if it's today or tomorrow. I, so how did you bring yeah, up when, your? When's feeling? she coming on the podcast? Yeah, um, she's been through some shit, so she very well might be awesome. Um, but Francis, I, I I heard you just asked me a question, but we're running out of time here, and sure. I, I kind of want to ask you a question or two before we, we 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 leave because this is really about all of us and the traumas, the collective traumas that we have, the experiences we have, and you mm-hmm. were diagnosed with cancer. And you said, did I, did I hear you right that you feel like that this hasn't really changed who you are? Oh, it's completely changed who I am. Oh, okay, then I, I, I just I'm don't sorry. want it to find me. Oh, gotcha. Um, even my relationship with my girlfriend. I mean, yes, I've known her for 15 years, but, like, I've gotten to the point where I'm not looking out for me. I mean, yes, I'm sick, but right. I told her flat out, look, this is not, this might not end well. Mm-hmm. You know, do you really want to get into this? Yeah, I remember you, yeah. you asked her to, to her face one night. I'm like, I will have, I mean, I've known her for 15 years, so I have no judgment on what she decides. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think it was, it was in the middle of the night, and it was before I had to go back on chemo. And um, that's, my stomach was just in pain anytime I ate, anytime I breathed, whatever. And, um... 
I woke up in the middle of the night, 2.30 in the morning, and just stood up there. Like, I would find myself, like, literally sleeping, like, sitting up, you know, in the bed. And I told her, like, this is probably something you're going to have to deal with for the rest. I mean, if you want this to pers- right. to go on, this is something you're going to have to deal with. And I will have no judgment if you decide to walk out the door right now. And she actually didn't give me an answer right away, which is great. She hesitated. She didn't give it to me till the morning. She goes, hey, "Look, I don't want to. I didn't want to like look like the hesitation means I don't care. Right. I just want to think about it because you know, honestly, if she told me right away, I want to be with you for the rest of my life, I would have taken that pretty much like, you know, eh, yeah. She doesn't really mean it. No, man. You know? She really contemplated it. She really yeah. thought about and, it, and mm-hmm. she came back with a with the her yeah. answer. And then think- we bought a house. <laughs> <laughs> and you've told me this more than once. Yeah, and, I know. And, and she yeah. she's even told me yeah. the story. So so, but um, but you know, like if I didn't have this, that wouldn't have been what I would have said. You know, I would have been right. like, you know, I would have one. I would never brought it up. You know, obviously because I'm not sick. <laughs> right. But it's like it's like yes. Yeah, so I mean yes. Do I not want it to buy me? Yes. But it's going to. Right. You know, like. I probably have a limited life expectancy, yeah. and like, your wife was, your wife was right. I probably won't have to get you to know you, and I've only met her the one time, so she ain't wrong. Hey, hey, I mean, there's she, a different reason. She, she's not worth getting to know. <laughs> Trust me, I got to know her. You know, actually, I didn't get to know her. Maybe she is worth well, getting to know. She's so nice, like a handsome gal. I don't know. She's sweet. She's, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to. No, um, so. I've known you a short time, and, mm-hmm. and, and in this short time, I do feel like you've been very, very positive influence on my life. And I do have to ask, Dan, producer Dan and I have talked a lot about how I've done nothing. You know, the Chinatown thing. Mm-hmm. I'd never been to Jim's Original or what was the other one. Um, I don't even remember. Man. But Did you guys go to Maxwell Streets, too? No. Jim's has better Polish than Maxwell Street, I think. Fair, and we Fair got much better, Fair but enough. still better. And, and we got the pork chop, the pork chop yeah. sandwich is pretty good. And you've got me doing stuff. And I just wonder, like, have you always been that guy? Or are you more of a, hey, I've got limited time here. I should just fucking get up and do things. Oh, no, I was, I've always been that guy. Okay. You know, um, I mean, it was always, like, I remember back in the day, like, we would have Adventure Wednesdays. And it went Adventure. <laughs> Why like, don't we have Adventure Wednesdays? Uh, we could. You. Okay, Francis. Um, if we don't, I'm going to be angry. Okay. That's going to well, be a if, spin-off podcast. <laughs> I find out Tuesday if I don't have treatment. Okay. So, like, okay. if I don't have to do it anymore, like, if I just go on, back on the pill. Yeah, I sound like I'm trying to, like, not have kids. <laughs> so, are you trying to seduce me? Yeah. Adventure Wednesdays <laughs> yeah. and back on the pill. No, I mean, me and a group of, you know, a couple guys okay. and, and girls, whatever, we were like, what do you want to do on Wednesday? Like, oh, you know, and we wouldn't go far. We'd like just find some crap hole restaurant that, okay. you know, or whatever, or do something stupid. Like, oh, right. let's go, like, go to the zoo at three in the morning and taunt right. the camels. I don't know. It was like, <laughs> it was just something to do. I, I think we just found the episode, Dan, <laughs> yeah. taunt oh, the camels. Totally. <laughs> so, <laughs> if I may, I got one, I got one more question that, uh, so, You've had a diagnosis for, mm-hmm. what, five years? Three, three, a little over three and a half. Okay. Um, and you probably have come to terms with, you've got a limited amount of time. Yeah. Like, which, what, what do you want us to know? What's the thing to learn from that? What do you, what, what's different now for you? Well, other than, like, 
when I'm on treatment, I'm sleeping 20 hours a day. Okay. You know, it's just like, like I'm really tired. Yeah. And, but my personality is pretty much me. So like, not, like nothing's changed there. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, what do I want other people to know? That's a tough question. Like, sometimes I don't, I don't want to know anything. It depends on who's, who, <laughs> like, like who, who's the audience. Are we talking about like, you know, the friends and family I've had forever, or even you guys who I've known a very short period of time, but I, I feel very comfortable around, and you two seem like pretty stand-up dudes. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but it's, um, you know, I just want you guys, you know, like, well, okay, let's say the two of you. I mean, Scott, you, you, you now know me, and what you see is what you get. Honestly, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not much different. Uh, outside, like, like I don't want to be a fake. Like, you know, remember when you were young, you try to give yourself a persona, right? You know, like maybe I'll look cool in front of these people. Yeah, that's why I started smoking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Isn't that why we all started doing the crap right. we did? I was, I was just like, hey, look at me. I do nothing, yeah. and I'm really shy. Yeah. Get to know me. These t- these jeans are tight, but I don't even like jeans. <laughs> I want to walk around in pajamas. I look yeah, awesome okay. in my hoodie, but it always yeah. gets wet in the winter. But I'm still just gonna wear a hoodie. Exactly. <laughs> so I mean, I've, I mean, uh, I you know, I mean, I think we're all in our 40s here, right? Yeah. So I've got. I think we're all very kind of comfortable in our own skin already. I mean, we don't have a choice. I mean, right. We've been in for so long. Thank God. You know. I mean, I don't know that that's true for me right now. Yeah. I'm learning so much. Yeah. About who I thought I or about who I am versus who I thought I was. So I do feel comfortable going through this, but I'm probably behind you guys right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. You know, the way you made it sound, Scott, was that when, um, like, you sound like a curmudgeon based on what you said about yourself. Like, yeah, from the past. I think I, th- I think that's yeah. an, an accurate accurate description. You know, which is fine. I, a delightful curmudgeon. I still enjoyed Scott's yeah, company. I, yeah, yeah. So I've been I've I've been rambunctious and fun and energetic and loud with people mm-hmm. I was very comfortable with but I judge the fuck out of things I didn't like. <laughs> yeah, most of those things were getting off my couch or talking to people. Yes. So when producer Dan, early in our friendship, I told him that I'm going to say no more times than I'm going to say yes when you invite me out. And by more times than I say yes, I mean like 98% of the time I'm going to tell you no. <laughs> And I think that's one of the reasons we've been friends is that I was open about that and he understands and didn't take it personally and, and continued to, to invite me out. Um, and also, you know, Dan is a people person and hmm. I get I tend to get along a lot better with people who are do have a lot of friends because they don't rely on me to be the guy to come when they ask, invite me out because uh, I ain't going to do it. <laughs> um, but that's changing. That's changing. And. And you, you just said something um, that I really liked about, you know, people's perceptions of you. And, you know, I have a lot right now, a lot of, like, what do people think of me? And, and you know, you said what you see is what you get. And I want people to believe that about me. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that... I think it's too soon for people to realize that a lot of what I'm doing is genuine. Some of it, it might be midlife crisis. Some of it might be a reaction to trauma. Mm-hmm. But I ain't putting on a, a, a front right now. I'm, I'm being me and who I am at this very moment. And it feels pretty fucking good. I know it sounds like a weird time to meet you. Mm-hmm. You know, like especially what's going on in the home. Mm-hmm. But I think it's the best time to meet you. You know? Yeah, I, I, if, if you'd moved in when the last neighbors did, we would not have interacted and and become what i would like to think is quick friends like we have yeah i mean i mean i'm very personable but 
You know, yeah. I, I, I do enjoy meeting. I did enjoy our meeting with you. And um, okay. I, I actually do care about you. I know that sounds weird about a guy I just no. met a few months ago, but it doesn't. I'm watching your journey. And I told you that. <laughs> I love it, man. I'm glad I can be some of your entertainment. Yeah, that's so, true, too. <laughs> so we're out of time. Um, it really has been um, a bit of an honor. I, I, I don't know any other way to say it for you to be open and, and talk to us and, and give us your story. For sure, man. Not Thank everyone you. is willing to do this. And I think the more we talk, the more we become community and the more we become friends. Um, so thank exactly. you. Thank you very much. I think this was a good one, and uh, I can't wait for our terrible listeners to hear it. So this has been absolutely, positively terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you, man. I met you back at Fest. I confess I was nervous and stressed because I thought you were the best. I was right.